0: We knew the importance coming into the game today, we're second bottom in the league and you know as much as we don't want to be and it wasn't our obviously our ambition after the two years that we've had yeah. and like I've said I think in the press the last few weeks, we're here and it's down to us as players to get ourselves out of it and fight for this club, these fans and ourselves as well and each other, all your mates in the change.
1: to be your host today jack coogan jack zini on twitter uh and i um that's where you can find me coming off the back of a huge win against southampton today and i'm joined by uh mr joe and mr ali where you can find them 72 naif bull star is joe and uh oc02 underscores ali I got his at wrong last week if the audio sounds better this week i got a little 20 dollars mic so getting real serious over here but how are
0: you guys doing today? Feeling after that win? Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm relieved. Uh, I don't think we played particularly well, but afterwards, I'm like, I don't really care. Like, but I don't. Know, I don't know. Like, I did expect more. I can't lie. Like, it's a bit of a catch. I'm a bit under. I'm a bit underwhelmed. But like, at the same time, we won, so it's like I oh, can't really complain. But yeah. I, I'm.
2: I'm feeling a little more optimistic after that one. Even though we didn't have the most perfect performance on the ball, I think that was some of the most passionate football that we've played all season.
1: Yeah, we looked locked in. Well, Rice looked locked in from minute one, I should say. Everybody else, I mean, them included, looked very nervous today. Um, I mean, to be expected between the two bottom teams in the league coming into it, but we got the job done. I think after the goal, we calmed down a little bit.
0: Definitely yeah I yeah because I think it was definitely you could tell straight away it was two teams that didn't want to lose like we oh, didn't take enough yeah. we didn't like before I think the first twenty minutes they were definitely the better team and we kind of scored out of nowhere really and after that like you said we calmed down but we didn't really want to take any risks like even in the second half like we played better in the second half but we didn't want to take as many risks as probably what we would normally do so
1: like I agree with that, but I also think like it's okay because you know, like how we're talking about both teams didn't want to lose and like nobody wanted to take chances and everything. I completely understand that, but I think that win is so big for us. And I think it'll give us more confidence going into these next two games to be a little bit more expansive, expansive and take more risks. Um, just cause I think today is a tough match for any player
2: to play in. Oh, definitely. And I think, I think uh, specific praise has to go to Declan Rice. I mean, like you said, both teams were insanely nervous to start the game. And talk about a big game player. I mean, Declan Rice from minute one set the tone with the tackles and uh, breaking up the plays as as soon as the game started. Must have won the ball back
1: three or four times in the first five minutes.
2: Literally. And talk about a player who gets a lot of flack for not being the greatest captain. And while I get that at certain points of the season – this was a true leader's performance, and he's the only—he's re- one of the main reasons why
0: we won today. Yeah, I—I I definitely agree. I think I think the thing is today he was more like he didn't really go forward a lot, and that's what his—he's obviously good driving with the ball, but that's what he was—that's what he established himself as—one of those like destroying defensive midfielders. And he every time they had had the ball on the edge of the box, he was winning every tackle. There was one clip where he won the ball back three times in a row, about 10 mm-hmm. seconds. And that that's what, like, in a, maybe if he moves to Arsenal stuff, he can go a bit more box-to-box. But for us, I think he just has to, he's the best defensive midfield we, we've got. He just kind of has to sit, I think, now. I think it de- depends on who he plays
1: with. When he plays with Suchek, he has to sit back because Suchek just gets ghosted past, like he's not there. And I'd rather him get walked past with Rice behind them than him, like, the last line between, like, our midfield and defense. But I think, like, if you play downs with him, you can kind of open up Rice a little bit more to kind of get further forward. But overall, I think his focus for us has to be winning the ball back. And he really dictated that game today, too, Mm -hmm. like, from a passing standpoint.
2: Definitely. I mean, Paquetta wasn't all there on the ball today. And Rice was right there to pick up um, his slack, which I thought was also really impressive.
0: Yeah, I think I think we definitely looked better when Downs came on. Oh, I would sure. I would personally quite like if that's what I was gonna say, like I would quite like if Downs sat like furthest back and Rice and Paquetta a bit forward, like what Suchek and Paquetta do, if that makes sense. Because Downs like, isn't that, like that,
1: That's what I was saying last week is that like Downs will he has that ability, he wins the ball back and like yeah. he completes his passes, he doesn't make any pass, it's gonna wow you, but he'll, you know, keep the ball and get it to the players like Paquetta and Rice who are better with it. And he just mm. is not the liability that Suchek is. And he's, like, a good ball winner. And, like, I said last week that I would, like, I mean, I, like, wanted to see Lanzini start with Paquetta just because that's my guy. But I said last week, like, Downs should start with Rice and Paquetta. I just think that's the best midfield three that we can ask for right now.
2: Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I agree with that. Um, I think both have the similar philosophy. I think Lanzini and Downs, they both give you stability. Um mm. I guess down um, Lanzini gives you that stability more in possession, and Downs kind of gives you both the safety of having uh, a proper defensive midfielder b- behind Rice and Peketa, and can play the simple sh- uh, short passes. So, I mean, both are great options. I think Downs looked really good today uh, and helped settle the game. Very sure, really, very yeah, sure, absolutely. I think yeah. that's the perfect word for it. Well, they had
0: th- they had that chance late on when I hit the bar, but apart from that, I think that was the most control. We Had in the whole game, and I the thing with Sucek is Moy says, Oh, like he's you know, he might get us a goal. He's physical. He loses every he, he, he basically he if he had 50% pass completion, he lost so many, he lost the most jewels on the pitch. What well, I've just read, and I don't know what I can't pronounce Southampton's number 45, but you'll know the one I'm talking about. Is um,
1: the, Lavia? Lavia, yeah, him. yeah, Lavia's great. yeah.
0: He's awesome. Yeah, he he bullied he bullied him the oh, whole he game.
1: Ran him off mm-hmm. the park today. It was horrible. I mean he that just was, can't
0: keep up with the pace.
1: That was Lavia's audition for us after uh, Rice leaves.
0: Oh, I hope so. He'll go to a bigger team, definitely.
1: No, absolutely. I do agree with that. But yeah, we'll it's see. like the stat that we tweeted earlier today, our midfield today. Lucas Paqueta had seventy eight touches, forty passes, seventeen lost possession, I think, maybe eighteen. Declan Rice had 71 touches, 45 passes, and 11 lost possession. Thomas Suchek had 34 touches, 11 accurate passes on fifty-two 52.8 like, pass completion percentage. And he lost the ball 15 times. He touched the ball 34 times. He lost the ball 15 times. And he slows everything uh-huh. down. And it's not like he does things without the ball, out of possession either. The amount of times that Lavia goes to pass him, that Suleyman goes I mean, to pass yeah. him, on. It's, it's like there is one instance, I think it's why Moyes took him off. He dove in for a tackle on Suleimana. And I don't know if you guys saw this, but Moyes immediately put his hands on his head. And then two minutes later, down was, was on.
0: And well, it- I was quite surprised because he's, he's reluctant to take Suchek. I was
1: just about to say, credit Mm -hmm. to Moyes, because that's the third or fourth time he's genuinely hooked Suchek this season, which he never did last year when Suchek was just as bad.
2: Yeah, I mean, it definitely came at the right time too. It it definitely seemed like we were uh, slipping away a little bit and uh, losing a little bit of that control and downs restored it pretty well.
0: Well, I think think we were losing a bit of control because Ings... Ings isn't a lone striker. This is the problem, and that's I why Antonio. An- I, on. I, I thought
1: the Antonio sub was great too. I thought Antonio, like he didn't do anything special, but he at least gave us more of an outball.
0: Yeah, he can he can take the pressure off. Where Ings, Ings just isn't a lone striker. Like, I, I I do like Ings, but I just yeah, I'm just not sure about him starting the way the way that we're using him isn't right. Like, yeah, I
1: know that Joe, you can talk about Ings all you want, but like just.
0: Yeah, oh, I mean he's obviously a better goal scorer than Antonio, but he's not got the legs. He's not got the hold up play. He doesn't fit us. And it's just a weird signing because if you think about it, next season, no, well, next season. Let's say we do stay up, etc. He's not. He's well, not. I think we're that, not going to have him. I think he side can play a part in like, a squad that's good, especially I mean, we,
1: under somebody like Carrick.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, he's just yeah, not yeah, going to work if it's the, not two. I don't. For the think. time
2: being. Moyes loves to play with like a, a true, uh, you know, a center forward who can serve as an outlet, and that's who we succeeded with with Antonio. And Ings is basically non-existent as an outlet, which um, is what
1: makes it even weirder. It was just such a desperation signing. He was just like, "We need somebody who can score goals in this league," and he just signed the first guy who was available. Yeah,
2: mm-hmm. certainly, it was truly the the action of a manager who was running out of ideas and and solutions. Yeah. And. Uh, 150 a week.
1: He's our highest paid player. It's insanity. But to move away, I just like not to cut you off, but to move well, away the... from, you know, that some of cool. the negativity. I want to talk about Zuma and Aguirre. because this whole season, all any of us has been saying is like, man, we never get to see this partnership. We've seen it three times now from the start of games, and their three starts together, like they've conceded one goal because I think they started against Villa. They started against Everton, and then they started today. They've conceded one goal in those three games together. Really, they only had two chances today. Southampton, I thought that was the most sure we've looked all season in terms of like just safe and not making mistakes. I mean, how good are these two?
0: Yeah, I mean, Agued's definitely... I'm more worried about him going to be a club than Rice, to be honest. because Obviously, that's the one, like, he's not been here long, long enough for us to actually, like, process it. They complement each other quite well, because, I mean, Zuma's not the. I don't think is the best on the ball. It's probably why Chelsea ends up letting him go. But Gued's quite good at uh, long switches and long passes, and he's obviously probably faster, got better recovery pace, where Zuma's a bit more physical in the air. So, they complement each yeah, other quite well. I think
2: well. so, too. I mean, even those... Um... Zuma may not be up to the standard of Chelsea in terms of on ball ability. He's certainly capable there. And air, in the air, he's one of the best in the world, if not the best in the world. I the mean, balls statistically,
1: in the, the best in the best Prem in this the year. Yeah, And I think statistically, I saw a tweet with a graph a while ago of like the best aerial dual percentages in uh, Premier League history by season. I'm pretty sure if the season ended today, Zuma would break that record.
2: Um, It does not surprise me at all.
1: And just another thing about them too, like Ali was saying, how well they complement each other. They really do. And I think if I have to be overly critical of a bear, but this is just because of how good I think he is, he needs to choose when to try those long diagonal switches uh, more carefully because I think sometimes he does give the ball away cheaply in those situations. But I think he'd just rather try a diagonal than just hoof it long, which I can respect.
2: I am going to push back a little bit on that. I think that, you know, with a player like that, the the level of ability that he has, I would not give him any sort of like limit. I, I would say just... Oh, I'm not saying lane.
1: to limit him. I'm just saying his decision-making. Like, I just think sometimes like he will force it. I. But think I'm like only, I, the only reason I'm even being semi-critical on this is because... He is going to end up at a bigger club. I think him being injured the first half of the season might give us another season of him.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean,
1: yeah, it's not enough time. being scouted yet—that's the answer. Right. Especially at the price tag that we're going to quote for him.
2: But from what we've seen, he just may well is may as well be one of the best center backs in the world. I don't even really think that's a, that's an exaggeration either. I think this is a, a Manchester City player that we have. There was I mean
1: speaking right of us players at their position in the world the one sequence today where Sulemana was driving through the midfield and Rice and Agar just bullied him off the ball was sensational like I could not have asked for a better handling of Sulemana cuz he was the difference for them against Tottenham last week he scored he caused them a lot of problems and he really didn't do much today we dealt with him really well I thought
2: Right. I mean, I, th- I think he looked dangerous as well. It's not even because he was off it or anything. We just neutralized him very well. That's uh, absolutely just a credit to Zuma, Garrett, and Rice, I think. They, and Paquetta, Um tough not to mention him when you're talking about uh, defensive actions uh, from this game. I mean, what he said, he had the most tackles in a game since uh, since George Bush was president.
1: Uh, yeah, no, no, no. Obama was president in 2012, but he had the most um, tackles in a game by a West Ham player since Mohamed Diame in 2012 October against QPR. Great player.
0: Good player. Never... No, I was gonna, I was just gonna say about Gwed like, like you said, I think. I mean, we'll never know, but if he was fit for that first half of the season, I don't think we would be. No chance. Bad what we were, like, that's what I mean. We, we probably would be, like, where Villa are. I mean, I mean, give or take. We'll definitely at least probably I don't have think another winner. There are so. certain
1: games that we definitely don't lose with the Garrett and the team. I would also say we're 11th on expected points. Like, we've underperformed. Like, and I think a big part in that is uh, we were looking at this out the other day, Joe, about, so, like, yes, like, we're creating a bunch of XG and stuff, but our um, – like the quality of chances that we create, I think the chances uh, xG like per chance oh, is nineteenth uh, yeah. in the league, which is really where our issue is. Like we don't yeah, create so we're not creating
0: good chances. chances,
2: right?
1: I think, yeah, and I think that the most people well, are I mean, to the wrong Crying about Paquetta only, you know, has created one big chance this season. I think the most big chances any player in our squad has created this year is three, maybe two like we right, just I don't create yeah I, we just don't create big chances like that everything is a half chance
0: mm-hmm. and th- yeah i I, don't know, I was i was going to say just about Paquetta. I, i'm still a bit it's hot it's really hard because obviously you st- it, it's like it kind of reminds you of 4 hours in a sense in terms of he tr- like they work hard but it's just lacking the the last obviously he's, I think he's better than four now, but they're just lacking the end product at the end, but you can't fault them as much because they are trying.
2: Yeah. I think, I think so like it, it's, uh, a, bit difficult, a really. lot of his issues uh, off the ball have been committing those, you know, those fouls with him trying to uh, be, win the ball and maybe being a little too aggressive. Um, but I think he was doing the same things he usually does today. Uh, and instead of them being fouls, they were becoming tackles. He was winning the ball back. Uh, I I, f- I hope that this is, um, you know, a, t- a turning point for him because he's always been, been like just a second too like late to a challenge or or whatever. I think today he seemed like really adjusted to the, to the speed of the prem today. Um, so I hope that continues.
1: I was just gonna say it could be him getting more up to speed with the Premier League, and I would also say with him. I think a lot of his issues also, like you compare him to Fornells, which I understand what you're saying, but he has more ability than he's shown, A. And B, I mean, the first half of the year he was here, before the World Cup, we were just using him wrong. I think in the second half of the season, like he wasn't great with the ball today, but I think he's shown, like Newcastle, you think about the very beginning of that Chelsea game and a few other games, I think he's shown how good he can really be for us. Mm -hmm. And, you know... I don't think Moyes did a great job today, but I thought his tactics were good enough and they got us a win. But under a different manager, he could really thrive and blossom, especially if we're putting people in the space and there are people, runners for him to find and like a game for him to dictate.
2: And not to mention in the second half, he did he did pick up his passing. He played some pretty important passes, one uh, through Channel to Jared Bowen. He was almost in for a shot. Um He's I thought Bowen sure
1: was great today. I thought, especially oh, in the second half, I thought he was huge for us. He was an outlet. He ran a ton. He honestly, there were a few chances. He had that one cutback across the middle that nobody gambled on. Like I don't know, people were slandering him today, especially in the first half. But I, I just don't see it. I think that the Bowen criticism doesn't make any sense to me. And like maybe it's because the goal numbers are down, but. Post World Cup, like he's really picked it up and like been a difference maker for us. And I just, I think it's harsh to blame our struggles on him.
0: No, I definitely wouldn't. I think, I think everyone was calling for him to obviously be dropped. But who, who, yeah, who else is there? I mean, the there's right. no one else. No one else there. And I think even, there. And like, <laughs> and even when even when he doesn't score, he's all he's always working hard, tracking back. He's always there. He's always in the box. There needs, like to you say, be he's always out there.
1: I think as good as Rama has been this year, there just there needs to be a different like spark. If it's whether it's another eight next to Piketa who can really play, whether it's another left winger who's like levels above ben Rama, whether it's a striker who's actually going to come deep and help support. I think that Skamaka really um, complements Bowen's game well, but just like I just don't think it's his fault.
2: I think that, I guess, I guess for next season, talking about um, filling out the squad, I think either Enzo Lefay, a guy who can play in the midfield three and kind of be like the creative guy, because one thing we learned about Paqueta is that he can like he keeps the play ticking. He plays very like incisive passes, progressing passes, but obviously the chance creation isn't there. So we could bring a chance creator like Enzo Lefay. Who can physically keep up in the midfield and also play those final passes, and or we can buy a winger who can kind of be like a you know a true marquee signing out there. And- I would
1: disagree that Paquette isn't a chance creator. I just think that he's better suited to a deeper role where he can touch mm-hmm. the ball more and impact the game and almost get like those kinds of hockey assists or like play the pass that puts the guy in to create the chance in the end.
2: Oh yeah, but, I agree. That's yeah. that's, that's I just, kind of how I was characterizing him.
1: Yeah, but I just think that like somebody like Harvey Barnes, if Lester were to go down, would mm-hmm. be a lot of fun. Um, I can't think of any other left wingers I'd be that interested in right now. We also have we haven't seen Cornet. He's only started one
0: Premier League game still. Yeah, I think Cornet. I mean, it's hard to tell, isn't it? But we definitely missed someone. We we have this is the thing. We have no pace in the team, like that's the that's my main frustration, like Enron could take a player on, but he's not what Antonio used to be able to do, and Antonio could kick the ball and, you know, like literally run after it, because he's out that, that backs himself that much, where like Bowen doesn't really, you know, he can take a player on, but he doesn't have the pace, like I'm not saying like a Dharma level someone pace, can but, just glide but do I mean? like a Son, a like a Lewis Diaz, fast, yeah, and someone a fast directs, to- and yeah, probably no one's that. direct, like Ben
1: Rama, for everything he can yeah, do, taking yeah. a player on, he's not really a direct player. Yeah. And I also. It didn't like, go out I, really. I wanted Ismail Asar yeah. over the summer if the price was right. Moise did, yeah, didn't want him. He's inconsistent. He's that simple. was a good show. Like,
0: you know, I could really use him right now.
2: <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. A random thing as well. Uh, pot, no pot way! By, uh, Chelsea. So uh, yeah, Whoa. so that's um that's a Moyes replacement for oh next season. Oh my god,
2: this is this is a live reaction, folks.
0: Oh my goodness. Yeah, that's a Moyes' replace, wow, replacement replacement wow, for next wow, season. Wow, wow. So it. All right,
1: well that brings us into the segment that I wanted to get into. I didn't. Exp- where we go around the league and talk about something. What should he have been sacked? No, I didn't.
0: Ex- I didn't expect Did he- that either. To be honest, because.
1: I don't think into they invested him. anything much in him.
0: They should have sucked him earlier.
1: Because I, I don't think any of these new signings that they made in January. I don't think that's his squad. I don't think. I mean, I'm sure some of them he wanted, but I don't think a lot of them are his choices. I think that Boley, Todd Boley, is operating on his completely own level. He's buying whatever players he feels like buying, and he's just going to keep buying managers and trying to get managers in to figure it out.
2: Well, I think that Oli was referring to more of the price tag they actually okay paid to get him. Yes, yes,
0: yes. Yeah, yeah. Like the compensation, he was on. A, I think he's one of the he was and one of the highest paid, paid managers in okay. Europe, and they, they paid twenty. Like twelve million a year together, for five right? years. Yeah, that's what I mean. And they should have just let Tuchel see the season out because Potter. It was it was a case of like when Lampard went to Chelsea. They were too early. It was too early. Potter didn't have, he didn't have enough like on his CV to say he actually is good enough to be. He needed to get Brighton into Europe, Brighton top top eight, do what the Zerbies done, and then you could have gone. Oh, Chelsea can We we the see other done with the other thing. I think if you're going to
1: hire, it's too early. I think right. You're going to pay twenty million to get him out of his contract. You're going to give him a five year contract. He at least needs to get a summer and a preseason, right? Like I'm not saying they shouldn't have been sacked. They've been terrible. I don't think it's all down to him, but I think a big portion of it is down to him. Um, but like when, like the amount of money now that they're going to have to pay—I don't know what the exact figure—is obviously, but that's a ridiculous amount of money for a guy to come oversee your club for what six
0: months, if that. Six months, yeah. And like you said, the fact that they had not given him a priest—they've signed all these players. Like no, no coach in the world would be able to figure out.
1: Is so unfinished, and then they bought a bunch of players who didn't fix the balance, they didn't finish up the squad, they didn't give them a midfielder next to Enzo or anything like that. They're lacking, like, what is he supposed to do?
2: Yeah, I know it's weird. I guess, in the in defensive, in defensive Todd Bowley, I guess, if I if you to be the devil's advocate, the test was after January, I guess. He, this the slate got cleaned from when he got hired until the January window, and then Chelsea spend the rec- the most amount of money ever, most likely in a January window, and the results really didn't change. So,
1: but like these guys are strangers; they don't know each other. This is like if me and you walked into some random gym in Chicago or in any other city in America, and just were like, all right. Like this is our team now.
2: But is that not up to the manager to integrate? It those is, owners? but
1: how is he supposed to get that to work when they have games every three days?
2: That's up to yeah, the manager. It's, it's logistic, a, he's it's paid logistic, to be, yeah. make it work. I'm not
1: saying that he shouldn't have been sacked. I'm just saying, you know, you're asking some guy to pull off the impossible.
2: And he's paid to
0: to uh, pull off that impossible. Would yeah? But would
2: would
0: mean, you take? And, uh, would you take him at the end of the season though? I Without would. hesitation. Hundred yeah. percent. Anyone that says no is such a liar. I don't know. Would you take him now, though? I know it's not realistic, but probably not.
1: Yeah, I mean, he'll have a job this summer. I have no doubt. So honestly, Leicester? I wouldn't be surprised. Leicester. Oh my goodness, Leicester are going to hire him this week.
0: Yeah. No,
2: I, I honestly don't think that. I think Ben Potter. He's owed all that money to Chelsea. I think he, he, goes he won't go. Goes yeah, hangs out on he will go back until
0: the summer. Yeah, right? he won't. He won't go back in straight away. Well,
1: I can see uh, – I was going to say David Gold, RIP. Um, David Sullivan's eyes are going to get wide seeing Grand Potter available.
2: Now, Jack, I, I-, I know you're a big Michael Carrick guy.
0: I'd rather have Carrick. Really? No, no way. He's up and coming, man. They Bring lost to the, the Huddersfield yesterday. Warnock. Warnock, Warnock Dagger. It,
2: Neil Warnock was leading him around. The Neil
1: Warnock, Neil Warnock is one of this game's. He's, he's, a, he's a trailblazer
2: for <laughs> this game. Why don't we get Neil Warnock then?
1: You, you gotta, you gotta die to get the three points.
2: I, I, am going Potter over Carrick. Oh, Carrick is I'm, a and like, I'm not man.
1: saying that I, I would be over the moon with Grand Potter. I just, I just haven't, I haven't an, an attachment.
2: Because I mean, like you said. Even though I do blame Potter for what happened, he was given an impossible task. And what he did with Brighton, I don't I think that should still be taken into serious consideration. I mean, he took them out from nothing until into this he, he, he made this project that the Zerbi's been able to run with. I and mean, we need that, especially with Rice leaving. We're basically starting from zero.
0: Yeah, it'll be, it'll be in his hands. That's what I mean. I feel like he, he'll have to control of the ship. And it's kind of like Moyes in a sense of... He is he's one of those managers where like they do better with a lesser team, if that makes sense. Every time those type of like Rodgers, every time those managers probably end up going to a jump, they always end up failing at the last hurdle. That's the thing.
2: You know, I think that's kind of unfair for Potter to characterize him as that, just because he failed here. Because I feel like...
0: No, not necessarily saying he's going to fail a top job all the time. But I mean, he's one of those managers that strikes me he ends up doing better with a lesser side, like an underdog team. Like getting those players from nowhere.
1: He might have just not been ready. Yeah. And I think maybe he even was ready and this Chelsea project is really just doomed. And I think uh, I think part of what probably played into this, I bet I bet they want Nagelsmann.
0: Yeah, that's what, um, that's yeah it's the first. It's the first one that's been said by oh, Fabrizio.
2: Oh, Fabrizio, which makes said sense. It?
0: Yeah, he said uh, Nagelsmann has always been appreciated by Chelsea's future top coach, one to watch. Wow. So. Oh, he's probably the best out there at the minute, isn't he?
2: I'd say so. I can't
0: really think of anything else,
2: especially with Tuchel gone.
0: Like Poch, but Poch to Chelsea is never going to happen. So
1: they're not. They're not going to. They're not going to hire Poch. That would be hilarious.
2: Speaking of Poch, Nagelsmann was looked at as the likely Tottenham coach. Now Nagelsmann is most likely to end up at Chelsea. So is Poch Poch going to be back, back at Tottenham.
1: Tottenham. We'll see. Tottenham can't get Nagelsmann.
2: No, it yeah, be I
0: don't think they got the pull. They,
1: they couldn't have gotten Nagelsmann before.
0: I think Kane's going to leave. And yeah. Um, Where do you think he's going anyone... to I think Man United I think that seems quite realistic. I mean, it makes sense for both parties because United are getting someone that's... he's probably just past his prime. I mean, he's still he's still way better than what they're going to have now. Mm-hmm. And he will he will make the difference between I mean, you think about Weghorst, it's chalk and cheese in Kane and Weghorst. Like he will make the difference in terms of challenging from top 4 to title.
1: Yeah. If you were Manchester United, would you rather sign Harry Kane or
0: Victor Osimhen? Kane why because Kane's here and now he's proven it he'll give you at least two two to three years still at the top level he can prove that he I mean Kane's not I can't remember the last time Kane had a season where he's not scored 15 goals do you remember that season Tottenham uh when we came sixth and Tottenham came seventh Mm -hmm. Kane won he won golden boot and most assists
1: no, yeah, like, he's unbelievable. I'm not saying that he wouldn't be... Oh, no, I know
0: that. Him. I just think he's proven... I, I, they all talk about Prem Proven, but I think he's proven.
1: I mean, he's he's just proven at every level you could possibly ask mm-hmm. for. He's been one of the best strikers in the world for, what, seven, eight years now?
0: Yeah.
2: I just I, I sure, just think
1: Oshiman is next up.
2: He is. And, you know, Prem Proven is one thing, but Champions League Proven is another thing. And, you know... He's got his team in the semifinal of the Champions League right now. They're they're completely different profiles, and I think that's where the conversation has uh, happens. Because obviously Kane is the better player, right? We all agree on that. But does think... United want more of an outlet type player? Like yeah. from what I've seen, well, that, that's is my like a... thing,
1: with Oshemun. And I think the other thing about Oshemun is he's a much better presser than Harry Kane is, and we know that Ten Hag wants his strikers to press. Mm-hmm. And, I also think uh... I mean Oshman is like my personal preferred archetype of striker. Like he's going to chase the like I saw a tweet recently about how well he does just t- chasing down lost causes. Like he's a great finisher. He can create for others when he drifts wide. Like he can play fluid with Rashford, which is big for them. Like he's a damn good player. I think that I mean they'd be they do well to buy either of them, but
0: I think Kane Kane and Rashford could not have a similar type of link with Son and Kane, do you not think? Rashford Rashford likes to get him behind. He kind of seems like ready-made in terms of Rashford's younger than Son. He's probably, I mean, he's doing way better than Son this season, but he's exactly. probably a bit more tougher yeah. than Son. So I, I don't see why not, really.
1: Yeah, I don't disagree with that. And then Brandon Rogers, we did not talk at all oh, about yeah. Brandon Rogers because Grant Potter is stealing the headlines, but what the hell was that? That happened during our game,
2: right? I mean, I just feel like it's for a relegation side to be sacking their manager on April second. I just think it's so risky. I just yeah agree. Okay. I just think that it's too late for a manager to come in and save you and instill their did new you tactics.
1: See, did you see the stat that no team who sacked their manager. This late in the season has moved more than one spot in the table up or down.
0: Yeah, and, and that was two weeks ago. So well, who they there's no one there's no one out there really that will no one in their right mind would take the job now. Unless have, they're confident they I can have, get them back up.
1: I have no idea what they're thinking.
0: I, I think I, I, it though.
1: was by mutual consent though. I think Rogers wanted out. And that Lester didn't want the optics of him resigning.
0: Very possible. Yeah. But he's he's been under pressure for a long time it's it's kind of moise it's Moyes on a bigger scale because they had their they had their off season last season and it's kind of yeah. just gone down from there
2: right he persisted past the the down season and it's really, yeah. really been up since then Can you imagine if they went down man there's a lot of there's a lot of good talent coming from that team if they if they go down Talk about if we, Barnes, won, Madison if we, if we won the conference league
1: Right, and we finished like 14th, and David Moyes came into your office and he said, Joe, Ali, look, the first time I was here, I messed up. I didn't think James Madison was good enough, but I can get you him this summer. I can bring him to the bowl if you let me keep my job.
2: I yeah, say, I'll take it. I say, trade so does Grand Potter can get me him too. Go pack your
0: bags. Oh, true. Do, do you
1: think we could get
2: him?
0: No if way, no, to way. no way. No way. I think he's going to Newcastle. I think we could get, like, okay, Harvey yeah, Barnes, what maybe. If, what
1: if us and Newcastle are both playing in the Europa League?
2: I would say that if Newcastle can get him, there's no reason why we can't We can't too.
1: Well, they'll probably give him an insane wage.
0: I think he'll. I think he could even go to a Champions League club. To be honest, I think mean, he, he's quite he is that good. I. He's I... Declan. He's Declan Rice level. Which one though? In of, well, Chelsea. I mean, Chelsea on it all that. I'm trying to think. Arsenal. Yeah, it's well, tough. Well, isn't top it?
2: six, top six, just in general.
0: Liverpool, maybe. No, they probably haven't got the money. Newcastle seems most likely, mm-hmm. and I think Newcastle will give him more money than us, and they have probably got more stability in terms of. Who knows – who's to say next season that we won't be in the same place? Can Where Eddie Howe
1: teach, teach James Madison about this beautiful game as much as David Moyes can?
0: Probably at the minute.
2: <laughs> Nobody – Yeah, that- wouldn't
1: do anything to have James- – Can you imagine if we had Madison, Piquetta, and then for God knows what reason, Rice stuck around?
2: Man. That's that's a serious midfield talk about or Sucek replacement.
1: I, I, I tell would, you who, I would do anything to watch Madison.
0: I tell you that I hope really do go down so we get um get one of their players. I want Forrest to go down so we get Morgan Gibbs White.
1: That's a good shout. I, I do like that's him what a lot. you want to happen.
0: I don't want it to happen, but, like, that, if that...
1: That, that, that... Out of every team that could go down, no. every player that could be relegated... If
0: they're more... They're more I'm yeah, like
1: no. forced to go down so we can get Morgan gives away.
0: Yeah, but it was, more, it was more talking about the same position. If you're talking about... I was thinking, I was thinking more attacking midfielders.
1: Okay. I mean...
0: Onana from Everton.
1: Oh, I, like, I, just, like... Hear him out. If you're just talking about somebody to walk into the midfield, like Everton have Onana, like mm. Like is Morgan Gibbs White actually that good? Like he's a cute little player. I like Morgan Gibbs White, but like what kind like does what kind of difference does he
0: actually make for us? I think he'll get better. Um well if you think Lanzini's going, you kinda of do need another you need another attacking. I don't know Lanzini's not really attacking midfield, but you need another option in there. I wouldn't let him go. I think Lanzini's is going to go anyway.
1: I would introduce Manuel Lanzini to BDSM. Would you?
0: Would you take? <laughs> would you take James Wall Prowse? Uh,
1: yeah. I, I don't
0: know. No. I would have a suit check. <laughs> well, it's not yeah. hard, but.
1: You know what? I bet if Moise is here, we'll take him.
0: Yeah, will no definitely.
1: I'd rather have Onana. I'd rather have Wabia. I'd rather have. You want
0: Tyler Lobia. Adams?
1: I'd I'd rather have Tyler. Uh, yeah, I'd rather have Tyler Adams and James WordPress.
0: I agree.
2: Without without trying to insert my American bias, I think he's a, oh just yes. you know, a classic. With how much number six, how much
1: we love America.
2: It's true. There's anything more? Is there anything? There's anything I love more than America? It's Tyler Adams. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you don't even love Tyler Adams. <laughs>
0: I can't tell whether he's good or not.
1: He is. He's Adams is a very good player. He at this point, I think I would say I'd rather have Adams and McKinney, at least at close. Yeah, I was
0: gonna say I think McKenny. McKenney's a bit overrated. I, I, actually I think he's really declined. That. I think he's declined.
1: Yeah, he has. Um, he's a good player, but I think I think what it is is that McKenney has been so good at national team level and has scored goals. That he's like the one, but I think Adams is just so sure in there.
2: Mm-hmm. He's like he's a,
1: like he's like a he's like a little Mark Noble with a twang.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's a little more like a little more physical than Noble, but I I get that comparison.
1: Yeah, I, just because like he's already captaining his national team. He's what he's 25, six. All right, He's exactly a leader. He's
2: right.
0: a little, he's a dog, oh, man. Look, look. Uh. All right, little All right, little run. All right, Kera. We're going to talk about Kera. I was going to talk... I was going to talk about Emerson. I think I think there's no coincidence that... I mean, our form slightly got better, but I think there's no coincidence we've looked better at times. Definitely down the left with Ben Rama, since Emerson's come into the team. Overlap's better than Cresswell. He gets forward better than Cresswell. And to be fair, he's a much better defender than I thought he'd be. Emerson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not... I'm. I thought Kara played well today, but he's definitely not obviously the long term answer. He's still, I think the thing is he's good. He is good on the ball, but he just is a bit. He's one of those players that like, I don't know how to explain it. Like, I used to be like Carl Walker for England, right? I remember the commentators always used to say I have a moment in them. Like he's a good player, but he'll just make a rash tackle. I remember the World Cup in 2018, Carl Walker just elbowed someone in the box for no reason. That's, the commentators are like. Actually...
1: A really good comparison that he just has a moment of madness in him.
0: Yeah, that's what I think. Kara does is like he'll, he'll be kind of consistent, steady for thirty minutes, and then he gives a penalty away or he hacks him yeah, on the edge of the box. Yeah. I think that's the thing. But I think he played well today. To be fair, to he him. did. He I mean, did play well today. That's probably his. It's probably his best game. Probably his best game. I think the same with no, Fabianski. No, 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 no. Kera's
1: best game for us is probably Villa
0: away. That's true. Yeah. His best game at right back then.
1: Yeah, best game at right back for sure. I was thinking that early on. I, I had a weird confidence in him today. We were gonna get a good game from him. We did. He um, I think he has a place in the squad next season. It's good think utility he needs to be player. Sold or anything? Yeah, yeah. Like you can. You, he can be like a backup right back and like a fourth choice center back if we bring in like and like you bring in another center back. So you have Aguirre Zuma, and then like hopefully somebody who can challenge Zuma, who isn't a drop yeah. off from him whenever he's yeah. out hurt. Um. And then you have Carrera, as the fourth guy. So I think that that's fine.
2: I have a question for both of you. Um, yeah, I think neither of you would dispute that we have to bring in a new right back in the summer. Um, mm-hmm. So how do you how do you rectify this squad congestion um, with Kufal, Carrera, and Ben Johnson? Because I feel like. It's going to come down to keeping one of Carrere and Johnson. And I want to hear you guys talk about that.
0: Kufal leaves. Well, I can give you an alternative. Uh, a right back doesn't have to leave, but a left back can leave. Cresswell can leave. And I think Ben Johnson, as a backup left back, is probably better than he played at right back.
2: I think that's. I'll
1: right. raise you and I'll say that Kufal can leave you buy a right back, and then it's I know, still
0: I'll still, fine. I'll still I will I still buy a right
1: think, back. Yeah, you no, know, I'm saying Kufal leaves, you buy a right back. And I just think that, like, because, Joe, what you're saying is that there's not enough games for Ben Johnson if Carrera is the backup right back, right?
0: Correct, yeah.
1: I think that, especially if we're in the Europa League, that's not true. And I just think that Ben Johnson needs more trust put in him by Moyes to play yeah, more I often. I think a lot of his issues this year – have come from not playing more often. He's looked very good in a few games, like United in the Cup up until the last goal. That wasn't really even, it wasn't even really his fault. It's a terrible clearance by Garrett. Before he got hurt against Villa at a Villa Park, he was great. Um, I think people just need to remember that there's a player in there, and that like Kufal can leave, you can buy a top class right back, and then you have Carrera and Johnson available behind them. Which, in my opinion is not a problem I think that Johnson should probably play over career a lot of those times
0: yeah I think there's a la- I think there's a lack though of good right backs Like, if you think about the league I tell you who I tell you who wouldn't be a bad shot I don't know who you think but I think Carl Walker Peters wouldn't be just I, I, I don't think that's I think that's quite especially if they go down because he can play on the left as well and he's like you said we need versatility I think there's a lack of good good fullbacks so though especially down the bottom
1: two of my top choices would be walker peters is one of them but you know the other one is a uh, uranovic he
0: just the moved celtic
1: the celtic right back who was like awesome for croatia. croatia in the world cup
2: yeah my only issue is that he moved in january i don't know if he's gonna be available did he really? Yeah, he was. He was. He was. I, at... That's when no, he joined yeah, he Celtic. At... He
0: joined Celtic in January. Yeah. Hmm. No, no, he was at Celtic before. He was at Celtic before the World Cup.
2: Oh, did he move? Yeah. So did he move elsewhere?
0: He went out on loan. Yeah, he went out on loan. I think in January. But I think Walker Peters is a good shout. Walker Peters
1: is a great player, but like Uranovic is also a very good player.
0: No, mind.
2: no, he he joined Union Berlin.
1: On a permanent, I believe so. Ugh.
0: Yeah, oh, that's the thing is there's a there is a lack of good fullback like good fullbacks out there, especially think, down the bottom.
1: I think that the key to finding a good fullback is like a having a good scouting system and b having trust in your scouting system to find someone who's going to be good because like it's so hard to find a top quality ready made fullback. You mm. like really have to find somebody. You can't just go out and buy a thirty million pound fullback. I mean, how much did Villa pay? For Lucas Dean last year,
0: probably around. Them. Yeah,
1: they all hate
0: him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't. I don't think he's very. He's, really he's, he's on big wages as well. I tell you who he's... we missed out on. Uh, yeah. Brighton, Brighton left back. Stupin. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Moyes turned him down. Mm-hmm.
1: It's ridiculous. Moyes probably wouldn't have given him the freedom that deserved he has.
0: It's true. Well, the thing about Julian Alvarez with Moyes is what really wound me up. Like, uh... why would you come out and say that? He was like, man, like I
1: I have the eye for this. I just turn them down. Like you don't have the eye for
0: it. It is not the well, flex that he it is, is. It is the thing though with Moyes is he is he just can't deal with big squads. Like he can't deal he with two better. strikers. He has to he can't keep them all happy. Mm-hmm. Which I understand, it must be hard. But that separates a good manager from a top manager. You see where like Man United like Man United back in the day used to have four strikers. I know obviously it's a big big difference, but he used to have four strikers and they were all... It'll all be content, all happy, all come off the bench, contribute. We can't even be happy. We can't even do it with two, right? And we can't and we can't do it
1: with three either. And the thing is, yeah. it's a very big difference with Man United, but like we're still in four competitions.
2: Well, compare that with Fulham. Marco Silva uses his entire squad; every single player is is utilized, and they have no European competition. He's just is a really good uh, man manager, and and it, he he's proof that. It doesn't take an elite mind to do it. Uh, it's just Moyes. I just
1: think that Moyes doesn't have trust in all of his players, mm-hmm. and that's what it comes down to at the end of the day. Is yeah. the managers they trust the players in their squad.
0: Well, I think his, with his press conferences, like like what he said about Gouard off after Man United, or what he's been, what he said about Benram all season. I mean, how can how can you how can ben go out and perform when? either he doesn't give him the opportunity he didn't he wasn't giving him the opportunity or he was slating him i know it's probably to motivate him but Ben Roma doesn't seem like that type of player that would be motivated from the manager yeah, digging him out ben Do you know mean kind
1: of, you put your arm around him
0: yeah exactly exactly where rice probably would get motivated if he hears the manager digging him out in public
1: yeah exactly yeah he's so just it's i think Moyes is like old school style of man managing like it's hit and miss, especially in today's day and age. Players are different. People are different. People are more grown and they're just not going to let somebody talk about them like that, or it's just going to demoralize them, which is completely okay. It doesn't mean that anybody's less tough nowadays than back then. It's just mm-hmm. that people don't like to be treated like shit. So don't treat them like shit. And like, I think that more is just need Like it's just about knowing your players and like having that connection with them that you understand when to treat them badly, or not even not even treat them badly, but when to criticize, how to criticize, and when to motivate, when to praise. And every player is different. Not to say that Moyes doesn't know his players. I just think that Ben Rama isn't going to respond the same to criticism as Fornals or Rice or Gary. Like, yeah. certain players respond differently.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I mean, um, it, it, it goes hand in hand with the, the reports that X made that – you know, we've mentioned it a few times already, but um, the fact that some of the players are distrusting of Moyes and his tactics, I, I think that definitely might have fig- um a factor into it, considering, you know, maybe Moyes could do a better job of, like, approaching his players with his tactics in addition to his actual tactics.
0: 100%. I was going to say, um, I don't know if you want to talk about Favianski-Ariola debate, because I feel like that's definitely – might have shifted or mm-hmm. not necessarily, but I think that was probably one of the, for, for what I can remember, one of the best games Fabianski's had in a while in terms of, I don't actually think he necessarily like made, he made a few good saves, but he just seemed much more comfortable. Like I was, felt more comfortable. Yeah,
1: it was such a was short it. performance and I'm a huge Ariola fan, but I thought, and I mean, that, I thought it during the game, that felt like the Fabianski from Pellegrini's first season.
0: Yeah. So yeah.
1: sure, so under control, had control of his box. He had one punch um, in the second half – or no, it was in the first half. They came down the left, and, like, it got, like, drilled in. He punched – I'm trying to remember who crossed it. But it was a really good punch, and then he had the save on Perot. And yeah. then there's, like, a few other ones, just, like, shots from distance, like, where he's just, like, so sure it's going around his near post, and he just, like, you know, just looks so comfortable letting it go
0: or – just catching the
1: ball off like a hop, and just start claiming it. He, I thought he really looked comfortable out there. Too.
0: I thought his kick, I thought his kicking was much better as well. It was compared to compared to um, what it's normally been in terms of. That's the thing that that's the main thing that frustrates me about him. His distribution has always been so bad, mm-hmm. but he was actually he was actually getting it out to the right spaces. I think the thing with Barriola is, I don't. He's not very commanding from corners. Uh, that's his main downfall, I think. He doesn't his
1: box as well as Fabianski.
0: Yeah, that's the thing. I think we need to upgrade on Fabianski, but I don't think Areola is the answer personally. I think Areola will go I, at the I, end I of don't season. Think
1: that he's not the answer. I think that, like, yes, like you sign a goalkeeper and like yeah. see if you can upgrade on Areola, but I think like Areola is like. Really, one of the best, just pure shot stoppers that this club has had in a while. I mean, besides Prime Fabianski, but Mm -hmm. I think like his, like he's good with his feet and his shot stopping shouldn't go underrated. Like he's not a perfect goalkeeper by any means, but he's still a very good goalkeeper.
2: I think that we're going to have a we'd have a very difficult time upgrading on Ariola, and I also think that we haven't seen Ariola at his best this season because he has not had a lot
1: of games. Yeah, he's had it down.
2: Yeah. I think that if he had a true spell in the Premier League or if he wasn't injured for those cup games earlier in the season, I think we'd be seeing a different uh, version of Areola. In addition, he's been very unlucky when he was in goal. Um, I tweeted this from the Hammering Away account. is um, In the Premier League, in his what seven appearances that he's made this season, he's faced the, the second uh, most difficult um just what was it? Shots. Yeah, it was. Yeah, uh, shots on
1: target. It's the PSXG. Yeah,
2: PSXG uh, per shot on target, and yeah, it was like 0. 0.33 PSXG, uh, and mm. that would be the second highest in the Premier League, um, among qualifying goalkeepers. Which, so, just for uh, everybody
1: listening, PSXG. Correct me if I'm wrong. It basically like PSXG against like against the goalkeeper, just means like the difficulty or like the Number of xG per shot that they face, so like the average xG for every shot that Aerial faces is point three three.
0: Yeah, right. So which he, is he, high. So it means we give basically the games he's played is we play poorly or we give the oppo- opposition good chances away. And the, yeah, and the, the it means that
1: they take every yeah it means that basically like every shot on target or is it every shot or every shot on target? Shots on target. Every shot on target that we concede when ariel is playing has like a better than 30 percent chance of being a goal
2: right like uh, like a shot from outside the box like would normally be like 0. 0.02 xg but if you put it in the top corner it would be higher than that that's that's basically no what no no it. the
1: xg is the same no
2: i'm saying like the psxg would be oh higher. for this
1: for, for this stat
2: yeah and like for my okay. example of like a shot outside the box would be 0.02 per se and then but if the player puts it in the top right corner it would be point three yeah. at PSXG. I'm just for an example. So like Ariel has been very unlucky in goal is basically the point. Um,
1: and he's also um, in terms of like his plus minus against his PSXG, which basically just measures if you keep out more goals than you're expected to versus if you're not. Um, I tweeted the fabianski Ariel comparison on the account. He um, is keeping out. Plus 0. 0.9 per 90
2: which is almost double of Fabianski's.
1: Yeah, which is I think Fab is 0. 0.5. Mm-hmm. So they're both overperforming this season, which is good to see. But like Ariola, I think his shot-stopping is like becoming a little underrated even if he has flaws in other parts of his game. I think
0: that I think that shows though with them both overperforming and obviously all the stats back it up. How bad our <laughs> attack has been compared to the defense, which is just so frustrating because We've signed Gamaka, you know, Korné, Cor- Ben has got... Bowen scored all those goals last season. And yet all the troubles are coming down to going forward.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I would also say, um, just on the side of Fabianski, we've heard through various sources and also just people pretending that they know things, but like also from more reliable sources, that Fabianski does organize the defense well and that the defenders... Yeah, he seems
0: like a good leader. Yeah.
1: So... Yeah. The PSXG against not saying that it's Ariola's fault that he faces harder shots. Like obviously, it's not his fault, but maybe part of that is that defenders feel more comfortable with Fabianski, with Fabianski communicating team. with them. But you could also argue that's just because they play with Fabianski more and
0: more, more yeah, used no.
1: to his shouts and they're more used to his communication. Ariola's,
2: yeah, I mean, I think that's more towards the fact that Ariola hasn't had the consistent run of games really since he's been at West Ham. Mm. Uh, so in my my overall conclusion on this debate is that Fabianski certainly wowed me today um and honestly I think after today if Moise continues with him I'm gonna I'm gonna be fine with it but next That's season you. it is big for me because if you know me you know how much I hate Fabianti normally but uh next season I think that I don't th- I would not prioritize. Uh, finding a new goalkeeper, I think you give Ariola that chance, and then if we have to, if he somehow doesn't perform well, which I don't foresee at all, we can figure that out in January or the next summer. But I, I, I totally trust Ariola to to start. Will the you be uh,
1: showing respect to Mr. Daniel Ing's next?
2: Uh, he would have to score. You would have to catch Erling Haaland uh, for the Golden Boot race for that to happen. So I'll be pretty yeah. excited.
0: I've just got—I was just going. I've got a good point about Ariola Fabianski. One last thing. Yeah, sure. So I don't—I don't really get it because why did Ariola sign permanent? Like Ariola obviously must have fought or been promised or that he, he was going to play more this year. Because why would he have signed permanently when he could have gone to another Premier League club and got in number one? And then also next season, I don't see. Ariola necessary come in number one because when Adrian became our number one back in the day, he kinda of got eased in. Like yes, we had Yeskalin, Yeskalin played the first half of the season, and then Ari um Adrian got thrown in. But it's not happened like that, Variola. Fabianski's played whenever he's been available. I so think that's what Moyes
1: expected to happen. And Moyes even kind of said that when Fabianski got hurt, he said something along the lines of we expected Alphonse to play more so far, but this is now his chance. Is basically like paraphrasing what he said.
2: Yeah, Moyes, Moyes basically said that the plan was to ease, uh, Ariola in starting this season, but according to him, Fabianski has been so great this year. <laughs>
0: Fabianski's form,
2: whatever has,
1: the hell that is,
0: kept Ariola out of the team. Oh um, yeah, that must be the and like you said with the leadership, that must be key thing.
1: Yeah, I think I think that's the big thing
0: is the communication. Mm-hmm. You need experienced players, and I don't, I don't actually think at times we necessarily had like experienced players, like obviously Rice, etc. but you know, like, I like Premier League experienced players on the pitch at all the same time. So he's definitely definitely useful.
2: And with uh especially in the beginning of the season when we didn't have Aguard, the back line was changing basically week by week. And to have yeah, that's a good point. Is, like the consistent uh, Yeah, voice I guess that played a part
1: was, was to have the consistent voice of like, you know, Ben Johnson's playing centre back, then it's Dawson, then Zoom is out and then Aguirre. I mean no, Ag-
2: Agbana, Carrera.
1: Moving on, though, Um, so two more games this week. Newcastle at home on Wednesday, Fulham away on Saturday. Are we feeling better about these games now after today, or is that performance leaving much
0: to be desired? Uh, I'm – I don't know. It's hard to tell, I think. I feel feel a bit more – I feel more relieved that we won today. Often, I think what happened with Newcastle will affect – the game more than what's happened with us so I'm more worried about playing Newcastle now they've beaten you know I think Fulham I think we've actually got a chance to get something out of Fulham they seem like they've kind of hit no Mitrovic and Willian they seem like they've hit a bit of a blip rail you know they've fallen off the track at the minute but I think I think think I'm more confident about us beating Fulham than Newcastle to be honest I know it sounds silly because it's way but I don't know what you think
1: I mean, I forgot about that, to be honest. They're going to be missing Mitrovic for a long time, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He shoved the ref in oh, the Oh, right, cup. right, yeah.
2: right.
1: Yeah, so I, don't I, William's still banned. But I think the way that we played Newcastle um, away, I know that they are missing Gimoresh and stuff. But, you know, I do have a little bit of confidence. I also think the players will be more at ease. Being in 14th instead of 19th, even if the points difference isn't that big, I think yeah, just that win like will be a little bit of weight off their back, and that they'll come out more free next game, um, mm-hmm. with more confidence, and like it's at home. Our home record's been really good, and I don't really like the thought of going to Craven Cottage. But I will say Fulham are a decent side, but they've been overperforming everything. Like their xG, I mean, they score so many goals from set pieces than the stats say that they're yeah. supposed to. And I think that now that's kind of catching up to them. Not to say that they're not a decent side, but they were you know, being compared to Brighton and Brentford this year, and I just haven't seen them on that level.
0: They're not the levels, yeah. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah, I I think that Newcastle have actually won um,
0: three matches in a row now.
1: I think that today was a very emotional game for them because they lost that final to United, and I think they came out with a point to prove. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: It's kind of like a rivalry as well in terms of the history of the club.
1: It's like the same thing when we played United in the cup or the last time we played Newcastle. Like maybe there's going to be a little bit of a hangover that we can take advantage of.
2: I also think that um, United without Casemiro is a very, very, very different team than United with Casemiro. With um, we saw it when we played them in the FA Cup. We, we basically dominated them until he came on, then we lost three one. So um, yeah. I'm not particularly spooked that they beat United that in the fashion that they did today. Um, I still think that um, we match up well with them. I think we man for man we probably have the better side. Um, yeah, I, I'm conf- I'm confident for that game. And then for Fulham, they are missing. Uh, they're missing Lillian, They're missing Mitrovic. Um, is Marco Silva suspended as well?
1: I would imagine. no. I don't think so. Cause he
2: got the red card in that game too.
1: I, would imagine I, think Williams,
0: I think William will be back.
1: W- William will be back, but I would imagine that Silva's is not going to be on the touchline either. because I mean, I would imagine Silva's ban is at least three games.
2: Wouldn't William's ban also be three games? No, no
0: it's, it's only one.
1: His wasn't violent conduct. Oh, okay, I got it.
2: Yeah. God, yeah. Um,
1: like Silva and Mitrovic was like, I think Mitrovic's would be like violent conduct with the referee. Mm-hmm. And then Silva's, I don't even know, I just like in general disrespect like
0: mm-hmm. um i do. ideally we need we need four points but if I'd, we, i would happily take a win or win just one win out of the next two if
1: we win either of these two games we are in a very very good place i would even take a draw just from one of them too i i was
0: gonna just say the same heads, thing
1: just keep our heads above water mm-hmm. but if we win one of these games we're we're looking very good
0: well if you exclude if you exclude the conference league We've got Arsenal at home, which, um, I mean, it's kind of a write-off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Bournemouth away, which, I mean, obviously that's a big game. We've got to be looking to win that. And then Liber- Liverpool at home, which you you never know with Liverpool these days. Right.
1: I don't like our chances at the Vitality Stadium, personally. No, I agree we with
0: that. Never,
1: never get a result there. We need Dimitri Payet to get a result there.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, that's been rough there. And then we've got Palace away as well. So I feel like apart from the Arsenal game, the next five games, the next six games, five of them, uh, we should be looking to get something out of the game, really. I mean, Liverpool at home is one of those games that they seem so they seem so much better at Anfield than they do. They just collapse away from home.
2: We've, and like, we've
0: been good at home. Yeah, we've that's been, what I mean. These home, the home games are the ones we've got to be looking at. And for the most I part... I mean,
1: besides, besides the week where we lost to Palace... Blackburn and Leicester at home, even over the course of the season, we've been pretty good at home. Yeah. Like, what, we're unbeaten in our last five at the bowl?
0: Well, we've only won one away game all, uh, all season. Right, so, the kind of, all, the win, all, the wins, all the wins have been at home, basically. Mm-hmm.
1: W- where did we win? Villa. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's the fakest win ever.
0: Thanks to Pablo Fornals. Yeah, and then, I mean, after that, after uh, the last five games of the season, are City away, United home, Brentford away, Leeds, Leeds home, Leicester away. I mean, they're not, I feel like Leeds home and United home are two games we probably would turn up to. But I mean, Brentford, Man City away, like Brentford away is a, like, I've never seen a bigger 2 like, 0 loss in my life. Yeah,
1: like, Brent, mm-hmm. Brentford away is going to be a disgusting game.
0: That's just as Leicester the right away, the, the last game of the season, just sounds so rough now, do not it? Imagine it's, that.
2: It's starting to feel like it's going to be we're safe and they're not, which is a huge surprise. Yeah, yeah. Well,
1: I mean, we'll we'll see how this next week goes. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, the next week. I mean, if we don't if we don't win any of these next games, then I'll be worried. But if we get, like you said, if we get one win out of two, then I'm quite confident.
2: Definitely if
1: is. yeah if, if we want if we win one of these games like i'm starting to think about the conference league and like trying to finish like 13th
2: especially cuz there's so many teams down at the bottom in and a... then technically up to 12th is technically in a drop so really like only being better than like being better than three of those teams like three of those teams are guaranteed to collapse
1: that's the other oh, thing I'm picking up like if we pick up six points in a week with how bad some of these teams have been, like us included,
0: yeah, six massive. points
1: feels like a whole lot, mm-hmm. like right now.
0: Well, we're 14th at the minute, and also, we've got the best goal difference out of anyone in the bottom 12, by the mm-hmm. way, yeah. I don't know if you know that. Uh, we've, got, we've got nine, Leeds got 12, Leicester got 10, and then the next is 15 with Palace, but so it's a bit of a gap. I th- I'm still kind of set setting my bottom three to be honest. I still think I think Southampton are gone. I think after today, yeah, I think they're yeah. done. They yeah. needed a win today. I think, Bor- I think Bournemouth. They're giving a bit of- everyone a bit of false hope. I think they're I think they're or Yeah, come- come I, I think
1: Bournemouth still probably aren't good enough. But man, they've gotten a result every time they've needed one.
0: Yeah, that's I can true.
1: Count, you know what? I can count another three points for them. 'cause we go there.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think Lee I think Leeds as well. I think Leeds Leeds Forest is a toss up for me. I think Leicester get out of it.
1: Well, Forest have like the second hardest remaining schedule in the league.
0: And they've got they've they've not won an away game all season. They've got the worst yeah. away record in the league.
1: They're horrible. I think and they, they're
0: probably gonna go down. They've not been winning. They've uh they drew yesterday to Wolves. They lost to Newcastle. They've got a bank on their home form and they've not been they've not been winning against teams they, no, they should be beating Wolves at home. Really, they're not yeah. being winning those type of games. So yeah. we'll see. I, th- I, I just think they're. They I'm
2: sick of Wolves. <laughs> I think Forest are just a, an abomination of a Premier League club. Uh, they <laughs> are. They are just no. They like have what, how many players? From, basically zero players from last year. Yeah. Besides, yeah.
1: Besides, well, a lot, of them
0: are, a lot of them were. A lot of them were. Were alone there. Yeah. yeah but
1: p- part of the thing that confuses me, right? So, Gar- James Garner was on loan last year, right? He was oh, in yeah. Forrest, me they if you're didn't wrong. sign him.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. They don't
1: sign him on a permanent, and they sign, like, three or four other central midfielders. Poor, and terrible. then he goes on a permanent for $15 million to Everton. Why? Like, why not – Like, even if you're going to sign all these players, why not keep, like, the smallest bit of cohesion in your squad? I don't understand that. You know what like, f- did, like, did you really need Chekku Kuyate?
0: No. <laughs> or and- and- I had done um- – in that Newcastle game, I watched it when Isak scored that penalty. Had Ayu starting up front. You're telling me they've it's signed in, like insane. your players. And they've got they, – they're still having the roll out Andre Ayu.
1: It's 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 literally insane. You know what? I'm surprised Musa Sissoko doesn't play for him. Or no, no, no. Sissoko
0: does play for yeah, him. Yeah, that's probably the right one. He was Musa Sissoko play
1: for plays for them? I'm pretty sure. No, he doesn't.
0: No, you're thinking of someone else. He was the one who um, – the Spurs one. He played for yeah, Watford. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. that's a classic. That,
1: that, that's because he just seems like the kind of player that they would sign. Like I could see them running out like Serge Aurier, Andre Ayew, Cheick Kongo. Yeah, Sissoko, yeah. Like just... Lingard, <laughs> well,
0: Lingard Jesse barely Lingard, played the game. Yeah. That was their marquee signing at the start as well. It's yeah.
1: embarrassing. I mean, they don't play Emmanuel Dennis. I feel like when he plays, he gets, he plays all right for them. He played very Sissoko, well, actually,
2: and... uh, yeah, this weekend. It's it's very weird. I was thinking yeah, of Serge Aurier think... when I said Zogo.
0: Yeah, I I don't know what you guys think. I'm I'm quite confident Everton are gonna stay up. Yeah. I hope they go
2: down. I, I yeah, I, I think they're fine. They're in the drop. Actually, no, they I'm might
0: gonna... they might get a points deduction. I don't know if you read about that. I that would it's... be
1: amazing. I that... I don't think that they're gonna get it this season. But if they did... no,
0: I agree. But could you imagine if they, if they like the season ends and they've stayed up by like five points and then they get six points <laughs> deduction or something? Like it'd be absolutely nuts.
2: Imagine that's how we
1: I would, stay
0: pay, I would, I would pay to see that. Yeah, the, they, it's so weird though, because like it just shows. I mean, Premier League Super League is what they called because there's so many players in the like we were talking like, Onana for Everton, Madison for Leicester, like all these teams near the bottom have got players that, technically, are good enough to play for the top six.
1: Well, I was talking about this on the space earlier today. The Premier League is the Super League, and that's where La Liga fucked up though, because. The Premier League is the Super League now and it's down to no one else's fault besides the other leagues really because that's why Barcelona and Real Madrid are so eager to try and start a Super League is because they distributed their money in their league in a way that would basically guarantee that they reach the Champions League every year because they would always be making so much more money than the other clubs. But the Premier League tried to capitalize on its competitiveness and only made the league more competitive and more exciting because all of these other clubs are able to get talents. I mean, Keylor Navas is playing for Nottingham Forest. There's so many other great players at these smaller clubs. And if La Liga tried to emulate that model 10, 15 years ago, there's no reason why Real Batista and clubs like that, Real Sociedad, wouldn't have West Ham Everton-like money. I mean, they had the two biggest draws in the history of the sport and really failed to capitalize on it long-term.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I mean, another example. Is, I think Ruben Leathers is a big example, in terms of like well-class midfielder and new and new. I think it's noon Nunes Um, the one that was looking. Dias, yes. Mateus Nunes. Yeah, yes. yeah, him. Like those two midfielders could probably easily start for Barcelona, and they're just chilling, chilling out. What was in mid-table? <laughs> like, like you said though, like because I remember back back in the like even not even that long ago, really like. Five, six years ago, when Real I mean, was dominating the Champions League, uh, English clubs weren't even making it out of the group. And now it's kind of flipped after Liverpool and Chelsea the, the last few years.
1: And it's natural for things like that, the flip in sports, and yeah, for things yeah. to go up and down, really. But the way and the reason it's happening for the Premier League that, that it's happening, like the fashion that it's happening in, is because the Premier League came up with a great business model and La Liga didn't. Like, La Liga, I mean, all the leagues are cul- culprits, but La yeah. Liga especially because, like, you have the greatest player in the history of sport and the most famous player in the history of sport playing each other two times a season and playing each other in the Champions League, and they messed
2: up. Yeah, I mean, not not only is the rest of La Liga suffering, it's like Sevilla's broke, Real Batista broke, and guess what? Barcelona's broke, too.
0: Well, it's not like...
2: You know. Their self-serving tactics not only fuck the league, but they also hurt themselves in the process. Well,
0: it's because the Barca Rail take, like, 90% of the TV money. That's, That's exactly TV. what I'm saying, is that yeah. the money isn't distributed correctly. Like no, is. The league is suffering. Including queen. Barcelona.
2: First question is, uh, most shocking result from the
0: weekend? Uh, that's meant to be quick for it. Most shocking? Man man City, man, City, probably. because I, I, I would also say Man City, Liverpool. Yeah, most shocking,
1: shocking result from the weekend?
0: Yeah, just Premier League.
1: I would go Crystal Palace 2, Leicester City 1.
0: It's a good job.
1: Palace have been awful. I can't remember the last time they won a game.
2: And it was Hodgson's first game. Yeah. They're back. Everyone had him counted out.
1: Roy is back.
2: Just need a little Roy Hodgson. But yeah, I, I think uh, Liverpool and City, that was really shocking too. I mean, I don't know about you, Ollie, but me and Jack both had Liverpool penciled in for the upset and Sage demolished them.
0: Yeah, it is I, one of those games. I had best
1: in for a good game. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's one of those games well I saw I only started watch I only started watching the second half, but I um I saw Liverpool went one them up and it is one of those games you kind of scream Liverpool upset. But this is the thing with the title race is I I like you don't see Arsenal doing that to Liverpool. Even at home, Arsenal aren't doing that to Liverpool. Mm-hmm. I don't think Arsenal are gonna win at Anfield either. So it's still off still up in the air. Sure.
1: My quick fire question is where does Ivan Tony rank in the Premier League among all strikers? Uh, top three, top five, top seven.
0: Um top my head, five. Top five off top of my head. I wanna say I wanna say third. Who's Who wasn't that?
2: Um Jesus, Holland, and Kane. Jesus,
1: Holland and Kane.
0: Is there anyone better? Oh so four. You're not counting, like, Salah as a striker, are you? No, no, You're no, no. no ten or Nines. Yeah, I, I think I think for... I can't what about think Ings? Of... <laughs> top, top 20. Danny Ings?
2: No, top 60. Tony, who do you take? You take? I'd say top... I, I think Ings is comfortably top 60. Strikers in the Premier League. Jesus, we'll I not realize. It's...
0: Ivan Toney's got 17 goals. He's He's unbelievable. He's third top goal scorer in the league. Yeah, sounds about right. Yeah, that's a bit mental. Rodrigo's got 11 goals. I'll yeah, goal he scorer. He scored like
1: five in the first two weeks. I have an
0: interesting question going off of that. Um,
2: yeah. Julian Alvarez or Ivan Tony? Ivan Tony. Ivan Tony. I don't
1: know. I, I don't know. know.
2: I don't know either, man,
1: but I'm taking Ivan. At no, least at this, now. This, right moment, now. this moment in time, yeah. I'm taking Ivan Tony. If I could sign one, I'm signing Julian Alvarez.
2: Because obviously, Ivan has like had the chances in the Premier League and has more than taken it. But Julian Alvarez, he kind of just won a World Cup, <laughs> you know. At this so, very uh, moment,
1: I'm taking Ivan Tony, Mister One England Cat.
0: That's fair. Well, I've got, um, i got two. I was gonna say, I've got two questions similar to nature. So, who's your overall player of the season? And then, who is your West Ham player of the season? The Premier League player of the season, and then West Ham player of the season.
2: All right. Um, so, uh, me, me, and Jack actually, I actually came up with this question for the first podcast. Oh, did you? Yeah, I, I said Saka, and uh, Jack said Holland for the first one. But the uh, the West Ham one we have not spoken about. Um, and Jack, I'll, 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 I'll defer to you.
1: Um. Declan Rice, man. It's boring, but it's correct.
0: I'm torn. I kind of... But I feel like this isn't really based on a lot, but I feel oh. like Ben Rama's done better. Than, I feel like I think Ben Rama's done better than what he actually has done.
1: Before we talk about Ben Rama in this conversation, because he deserves to be in the conversation as much as some people want to diminish it or as much as some people want to overstate it, Yeah, I would like to say that if Aguirre was fit the whole season... Yeah, I agree. I think that it's
2: going be him. I was going to say Aguirre anyway. If not Rice, it's Aguirre.
1: Even, like, even in, up, in the short um, time. If we, if we stay up comfortably and we win the Conference League and he plays a big part in it, I think he legitimately has an argument just because of how much he'll change our fortunes.
0: Yeah, I don't actually know who is going to win it. I think Rice probably will. It's got to be Rice. I don't
2: even think we should give the award away this I, season. I, 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 agree, know,
1: I agree. Don't give it to him,
2: don't give it to anyone.
1: Give it to David Moyes.
0: Just pretend oh, it didn't man. even happen. Give it to yeah. fucking Isla Ross. I was going to say my um, Premier League player season has not been mentioned. Odegaard.
1: Get the hell out of here.
0: I, you know what? Um, Odegaard or Haaland, I think. Well, it's so hard to look past Haaland, but I feel like the City on top. I'm not giving it to him, but Salah won it. Salah won it when Liverpool came fourth. So like, I think
1: it's it's okay to want to be different and stuff. Like I don't want to <laughs>
2: give it to Holland. they that bad. Oh,
1: like I don't want to give it to Holland, but like,
2: yeah, it you have to. to be done it. I mean, Odegaard and and soccer really have been one of, if not the best, at their position this season. To be fair, yeah. so is Holland. But I mean, look at how the res- city's results. They've not been that much better with Holland. I mean, they are second in the league this year.
1: They're just a machine, man. My question, which will age quickly and people will know your answer. I oh, don't know. What's the result going to be, Everton and Tottenham, Monday
0: night? Oh, geez. 2-1 Everton. 100% home win. I'm actually really confident, which isn't a good thing. Because I feel like Spurs is in such disarray. And it's just one of those, un- it's, it's Goodison under the lights, relegation <laughs> scrap like you know like Awobi, Connor Cody these sort of guys like they're gonna be they're gonna be out there in the trenches.
1: They live for this. Like richard shouldn't I mean, be
0: shying away from getting abuse on the supporters. He's not made for it. I don't it's
2: think.
0: True. It's true. He probably won't even be out there. So yeah, he um, probably, probably won't play. play. I, know, man. I think that
2: Everton score first, Tottenham score the next two. Two 1000.
1: I'm going 1 1.
2: Yeah, that, just, yeah. I was between 1 1 and what I said. Um, I'm trying to think of another question. Um, do you have another one, Jack?
1: I think Ollie owes us a question. And then that's the last one.
2: Sounds good to me. If you got one, Ollie. Right, I need to think of
0: something.
1: I can edit it to just make it go faster so you
0: don't have yeah, to. I don't, do I don't really know. I was trying to think of something that's not so boring. Um, All hmm. right. Who who has been your like underachievers this season and overachievers?
1: Besides West Ham United?
0: Players well, or teams? Uh, you can do both. Like do do one player that you can think of and then one team overall. So, I mean, I, I would say obviously us. I'd, I'd probably say, obviously, us underachievers. I think Brighton, definitely overachievers. And um, I'm trying to think of underachieving underachieving players. Salah. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a big one. I would say... Salah and Almiron, overachiever Almiron.
1: I would say Martinelli, big overachiever.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Um, Arsenal a, as a
1: team I would also say Arsenal as a team oh yeah
0: I don't really think of that for some reason that's the obvious I
1: think that, I think people forget about that because like obviously they're very good and they're deserving title winners and stuff but dude they're gonna they're gonna approach 100 points mm-hmm. like those are crazy heights
0: it's kind of mad though isn't it like oh they they brought in Saliba Jesus and who was the other person they brought I can't remember they brought someone else in. Zinchenko. <clears throat> I think it the just all
1: clicked at the yeah. very right moment for them. And everything is just – everything's bouncing their way. Everything's bouncing right, Like the Reese Nelson goal against Bournemouth to win. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's just meant to be.
2: I would say my underperforming player this year is definitely Song. Oh, yeah. He's been absolutely terrible, and I've loved every second of it.
1: Richarlison's <laughs> another underperformer.
2: I mean, yeah, we can just go through, like – the well, graveyard hopefully. that is time to be packed. Besides Kane, I mean, even uh, Virgil Van Dyke, under-performer, underperformer of the century, Van Dyke. Honestly, has been terrible this year. Um, Newcastle, oh, yeah.
0: Newcastle got loads of overperformers though. Dan Burn,
2: underrated oh,
0: shout. Underrated shout.
1: WrestleMania I, last night. Newcastle season is over.
0: It's over.
2: I don't want to hear <laughs> Miguel Almiron either.
1: Miguel Almiron is
2: out. Um, and, and then uh, I guess for me personally, Arsenal isn't overachieving because this is the expectations I had for them.
1: You're insane.
2: But, uh it's
1: not. You said they were going to finish third.
2: That's true. But you actually uh, thought they were going to finish third. I, yeah, I said yeah, they the were going to be. third. is insane, time.
1: dude. He's nuts. I mean, I mean, you, you were right. You're pick. still
2: crazy. I should have been more nuts. Is what is what I, I'm getting from this conversation. You need to
1: let loose on this podcast. You're so restrained.
0: <laughs> I didn't think Liverpool would fall off as bad as they did. Like I think I thought Liverpool would be like Newcastle, where they are now. That type. Yeah, like Liverpool underachievers.
2: They're so weird because you never know who you're gonna get with Liverpool. They like one week they'll turn up like they're still the league champions, and then the next week they'll lose four-one. Like it's it's truly. Yeah doesn't make sense with them this season that
0: that's what i'm saying about when we play Liverpool at home is that they are literally a different team when they play at Anfield it's when they play away Mm -hmm. so there's no and i mean the only thing that is stopping us is the fact our manager likes to just bend over for anyone uh, anyone that's ever been in the top six but still Mm -hmm. at home we should be we should be looking to at least get a draw from that yeah all
2: right i have a question yeah um one player from the bottom nine to take next season.
0: James Madison. Yeah, it's, it's got to be, surely. Actually, um, Ruben Neves to replace Rice. Obviously, he's not realistic. You didn't say it had to be been yeah. realistic. No, it
2: has, does not have to be realistic. Yeah, I'll say Ruben Neves. Uh, give me Wilfred Yanto. I'm
1: going to end it on that
2: silence. <laughs> we can end on that silence
1: because I love Wilfred and Yoto but come on man
2: oh it would be a little different you know all
1: right all right I mean history may smile upon you again
0: I mean he did he did come on for it the other day he's only 18. So. he's hurt is he only 18 God damn I'm so right about this stuff
1: no I mean no like I'm not saying that you're not right I'm just saying like it's bad players weird guy man.
0: Respect him. on oh, no, a Place of Bournemouth. I love Ball. him. Bour- Bournemouth right back. Fredericks.
2: Oh, good. He us <laughs> right. out. A great player. I'm hearing good things about him. He's some player. I should have said, uh, I should have said, uh, Demar Gray.
0: <laughs>
2: Calvin
1: what, what is he? At, 17 Premier League goals for his career now? Um,
2: seven very, very impactful goals.
1: 17. I love him. But come on. But anyways, thank you everybody for listening. Don't forget to find us on Twitter at hammering underscore away or on the internet to read our articles or find our podcast on our blog, hammering-away.com. Ooh,
0: ooh, ooh
1: ayy,
2: ooh, ay, I just want to ride in ayy. Ay, let me face, ayy. Your body I just trip the rally at the race, ayy hey. Do not give a fuck about the place, ayy hey. Money see it stacking in it ayy hey, hey. Money see it stacking in it ayy hey, hey. I just want to rally
0: and a Rari track Pull in the day, can we be okay? Got money to today, and my blood Now we looking straight, got 40 up girls Can't do these cause you niggas ain't not working on yes
2: But well, it's so good, cause we go oh, the same to me Stop talking to my shot stop am talking to my teeth I hit you in the morning, right now I'm with the beast hit me got me yawn, and I think it down to sleep This hit me got me yawn, and I think it down to sleep do. I-95, you down to ride, you better slide Hop on the way, better sit by my side Cause it's how it vibes, your wave wash washin' my wave tide. Don't trip, now you might slip slide Cause I drip sauce and I drip fly And I lean back when I win, I-95, right? I-95 on way to infinity Folk with my team, they fuck up my vicinity this shit going crazy, bumping on shit from Mass Miami Down the highway and I'm dressing my Jamie's One on the street is a company and Dooley My nigga named Rico, he strapped with a chuli We blastin' the shots so if you, actin' a fool you striving for perfection Don't you know you perfectly imperfect, nigga You worth the nigga I kick flip and I flip shit I'm a worse it, nigga, you switch shit And I will smith them western, niggas I'm a fresh prince, don't check it, niggas I breathe deep, I'm testin' niggas Go check it mate, it's nighttime and you will vote today. I might take your queen, but that was yesterday And I off your parts will leave you late Cause I'm the realest king to ever play And I'm a black king Worried up to my black skin and I run shit Cause I'm African I don't gotta tell king. me I am the man